If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has the tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. All you have to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to this episode of Raising Noir Twins. So we are officially in spring, y'all, and that just means that summer is right around the corner. And I don't know about y'all, but I am so ready to just brush off my little dusty passport and, you know, get back out there and get some stamps. Like, you know, before COVID and before I had the girls, traveling was such a major part of my life. And I just feel like there's nothing like traveling to another country and experiencing new people. It just, I don't know, just gives me life okay (laughs) and so with that being said you know I really want to incorporate that into my girl's life you know I want them to experience traveling at an early age because I for me I started later in life you know I was in my late 20s when I started traveling and let me tell y'all when I got out there and I was like seeing all this stuff going to these different places different countries and stuff I was like oh my gosh I have been missing out on so much like so much it's almost embarrassing you know but it just kind of it opens your eyes up to everything and I don't know you know people can tell you about a place people can um you know share their experience or whatever but when you're there experiencing yourself that's just a whole nother level y'all you know and even for my girls like you know when they get to the the age when they're in school and they're learning about a particular country and you know their teacher can be sitting there telling them about a place and which nine times out of ten they probably haven't even been and so to be able to be like you know what we're gonna go there this summer or we're gonna go there whenever and I want y'all to be able to to physically see this yourself touch it and feel it and embrace it you know, like I said, it's just a whole nother level. And that's what I really want for my girls because I feel like it really creates open-minded and um, well-rounded individuals too. And, you know, ultimately that's what I want for my girls. And so, um, you know, they're only a year and a half, but they do have a couple of flights under their belt, you know, nothing international yet. But, um, you know, when they were about five months, we flew from Miami to California to visit family and, Let me just say, traveling with little ones, um, leading up to the trip, I was really nervous. You know, I really didn't know how they would, um, how they would react to the flight. Um, I just wanted to make sure I had everything that they needed, you know, what to bring, what not to bring, you know, all this stuff. And what I learned is that less is more, less is best, right? Because you already have two babies. So your hands are already full. The last thing you want is all this extra baggage and all this stuff, whatever. So, you know, of course we were going to need car seats and strollers and all that stuff. But I just was like, look, check that to my final destination. I'm not, no, I'm not carrying this on here or whatever. You know, I packed two bags because again, another thing that I was concerned about was um, flying standby. And so for those of you that may not be familiar with flying standby, 
Um, you're basically waiting, hoping that they have enough seats for you and your family, right? And sometimes they don't. <laughs> or they may have seats for you and your family, but they're not together. So I packed two bags just because if we weren't together on the flight, you know, each baby had everything that they needed for that particular flight. And um, so the first trip, I mean, it was beautiful. I mean, they slept most of the way. I had everything already prepared. And that's another thing. If you are formula feeding your babies, you better make sure you have that bottle ready. Or you know what? Let me just speak for my babies because when they wake up from that nap, they are ready to eat. So you ain't got no time to sit there and be trying to make no bottle of nut. No, my baby's like, I'm hungry now and I want my bottle now, mommy. <laughs> so that was like a saving grace. Was so just having everything already prepared um, for the trip. So like I said, going and coming, they were perfect. They were little angels and everything. Like slept most of the way. And then late September, or last year, um, in September, excuse me, yeah. In September, we flew from California to Texas to visit family. And now at this point, they were a little bit over a year. They were kind of walking, but, you know, not for real, for real. And um, so you, we're still carrying them and everything like that. So our hands are still full. Same deal. Just check everything to the final destination. Had their separate bags and all this stuff. But on the way back, coming back home to California, so like I had mentioned before, we fly standby. And um, there were two flights that we couldn't get on because they were just oversold, it was full. And so this is what um, what kind of created a little, uh, you know, their little crankiness or whatever, which I understand, you know. Now we're sitting here in the airport all day, what it seems like, you know. They hadn't really taken a nap, you know. They kind of get a little cat nap here and there, but it, it ain't the nap that they used to, you know. And so by the time we finally got on the flight from Dallas to Sacramento, these babies were not having it, okay? <laughs> and so I spent a good portion of the flight, like, just trying to console them, like, you know, rocking them, standing up with them, playing with them, going to the lavatory, having a little me time, playing, and just trying to entertain them and just trying to get through the flight, you know? And, of course, by, like, the last maybe, like, 45 minutes of the flight is when they actually go to sleep, right? <laughs> But, you know, that's a part of the whole standby life, you know, which I, I don't mind at all. Honestly, you know, I'm grateful that I'm able to just hop on a flight and, and be able to give this experience to them. And I just can't wait until they're older and able to really understand um, and comprehend, like, you know, the different places that I want to take them to, you know. So, like I said, they got a couple of flights under their belt. You know, it was domestic, but... Um, I'm really looking forward to the day that I, I take them on an international trip. And, you know, I think I'm going to wait just a little bit longer for that, you know, kind of see how things go uh, with the pandemic and all. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. And I've even gotten their passports and everything. Like, I applied for them back in November, and they came in January, which I was surprised because with everything that's going on, like, I really didn't expect to get them back that soon. Um... And honestly, I thought it was going to be such a tedious process, too. Like, um, but it really wasn't. I mean, it was pretty, pretty seamless, pretty simple. 
or whatnot. So if any of you are out there um, and thinking about getting passports for your little ones, I highly recommend it. I mean, even if you don't use it, I just feel like it's always just a great thing to have. Like, just just get it, you know? So if you're like me and you're thinking, oh my gosh, this tedious process, I got to do all this, do all that. It's really not. And I'm just going to tell you exactly what to do. Um, to get the process going and get the ball rolling on it, okay? So, all you have to do is go to travel.state.gov, right? And you print out the DS-11 form. And um, when you set up your appointment, both parents have to be present um, and provide valid IDs. But if your ID is not in the same state that you're um, applying for your passport in you will have to provide another form of id like a passport or something like that because that was one thing that i came across um, because i have a florida driver's license um you'll also have to have the original birth certificate of the child and a passport photo which with this you can do at walgreens or you can have it taken there at your appointment i highly recommend taking it getting it done at the appointment just because i think it's better quality the lighting's better and you know they know they know what they need so i just highly recommend doing it there and it's the same price whether you go to walgreens or there it's both 15 dollars a 15 dollar fee for that um and then the the application fee is 80 dollars and the processing fee is 30 dollars so like i said y'all it's not a tedious process at all you just go there sign the papers everything's already filled out because you've already printed it and completed it already at home and you know, you send it off and you wait in the mail and you get it two months later. Approximately two months later. Depends, you know. But, um, yeah, like I said, even if you don't use it, I just feel like it's a great thing to have. And, like I said, I really just, and I can't wait for the day to really um, give my give my girls that opportunity to experience another culture um, and a, another way of life, you know, to kind of you know, open their minds up a little bit, make them curious. And, and and I think that helps with respecting people too, because you get at an early age, you get to see how people live differently and you understand it and you appreciate it. So when you get older, you won't be an adult thinking like, oh, why they do that? They're different. They're that, you know, they'll have a great appreciation, I think, for people of different cultures as well as they get older. And so I just want to know for uh, anyone that has traveled with little ones, like what was your experience? Were you as nervous as I was, you know, in the beginning, like leading up to the big day, to the big trip and all this stuff? Or was I just tripping? I could have just been tripping because that's just what I do. Some people have accused me of being a worry wart, as they say, I guess. I can't even say it because I don't think it's true. But, you know, I just wanted to make sure that our trip was good. You know, I just wanted to make sure that my babies were, were taken care of and they had what they needed and all this good stuff. But, um, but yeah, you know, and sometimes in the uh, industry that I'm, that I'm in, you know, I see families that are traveling and sometimes the parents come on and they look so frazzled. And I didn't want to be that person. I didn't want to be that parent. Like, I wanted to have it together and all this stuff, whatever. But, you know... Sometimes it's like that. Sometimes it's not. Because then you get the other families where it's just like they've been traveling and like the kids know what to do. They know what to do. And it's just a smooth process. And it's just like, oh, look at this, those little travelers. You know, <laughs> it's so cute watching the kids come on a plane, too. 
Um, so yeah, I just wanted to know, like, what's your experience? What are what would be some tips that you would give someone that's traveling with little ones to um, make it a more smooth process and and trip for you and for the little one? You know, because a lot of times it might be their first trip. They might be even nervous. They might be scared. You know, depending on their age or just just because it's their first flight. You know, and um, yeah. So and then also, what are some good places? Uh, I think like to take little ones like little toddlers you know I'm really not a Disneyland person I mean I know that's kind of like everyone's go-to I don't know I just I can I can bypass Disney so I'm just looking for recommendations like what would be another like good little place um I have some in mind um I know this one isn't you know international per se but it's still an island but I was thinking like Hawaii could be the first you know like island trip maybe or Mexico even somewhere in the Caribbean or like a camping trip or somewhere in the mountains the snow kind of thing um so where was your kids where did you take your little ones for the first time what was your guys's first major trip and how did that turn out for you guys i'm really really interested in hearing your experience i love hearing your feedback and your comments your suggestions and you know what you guys can follow me on um on ig at raising noir twins and on facebook at noir twins and you know what please 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 continue to like share comment subscribe rate all that good stuff like i said i love hearing from you guys and i love your support and i just wanted to make this um just a short episode to kind of um you know put people's mind at ease and let you know that it's not a tedious process to get the passport and to let you know that i think traveling is such a great thing for little ones it's great for all of us really but If we're able to give that to our children earlier in life, why not, you know? And so on that note, y'all have a great day and until next time, beautiful people.